Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast Variety Hour. Hey, hey Bamfcast. All right. Yeah. Variety Hour, Hour number 17. Wow. Yeah. That's how it's long the so many. we've been in this, this, this hellscape. 17 of these. Never going to end. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. Uh, I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. And no backy this week. No. But, yes. But we're back. We are back. So we got stuff. We do. Sort of. We have stuff and things. Uh, we did a homework movie that we have all watched. Uh-huh. Uh, we all watched uh, an American pickle. Uh, yep. Which is is that a is that an HBO Max original? HBO Max. Okay. It's HBO Max original. Yeah. So it's, like, if you have, well, I guess, are there people that still just have HBO without having HBO Max? Oh yeah, like millions of people around the country. Okay, well, I, I didn't know if like you know your like all HBO Go things became HBO Max or if it was just HBO Now. Like I didn't no, know I, if like people have access. No, to I this. think I think if you've got if you subscribe to HBO, you get HBO Max, but yeah. you might be confused about it and not know that you get it. Right. Okay. That's or or, or it may not be on your app or your device because I think it's also still missing from some people's streaming devices. Amazon things. and Roku. I believe. Yeah. Anyway, still don't have it, but. Yeah, so that's where it is. Uh, but that's what we all watched. Uh, we, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, a quick overview of the plot. Uh, a immigrant uh, is working in a pickle factory back in like nineteen twenty or so, give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they condemn the building, and then are like, he falls in a pickle vat. They condemn the building, and he just somehow brines himself and survives. Uh, you know, in stasis for a hundred years and then they condemn the building the second he falls into the pickle vat <laughs> right like he falls in they cover it up and nail the door shut uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so yeah um yeah uh it, it, i should probably say it's starring seth rogan in mm-hmm. dual roles he is playing yes. the 1920s guy and a 2020 version of him or i think it's 19 but of, of both ends because I, this is all like pre-pandemic like let's walk around and do things <laughs> era oh <laughs> um, right yeah. yeah yeah remember that <laughs> fantasy <laughs> um vaguely yeah. yeah uh but yeah he's playing dual roles and uh yeah i mean it's it's mostly just a him show because it's like he's the main characters basically. Uh, there really aren't other characters. Yeah, there not, really not aren't. Really, I mean, there's <laughs> it's like some kind of weird people like that, that pop in and out briefly, but it's like it's mostly just a one man show almost. Yeah, um, he's he's really good at at playing these two characters. Yeah. Like it it never felt like oh that's Seth Rogen just with a beard. I mean, it it felt like two distinct characters. I think I think it's a good acting job from mm-hmm. him to to pull that off. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think twenty oh, twenties version seems like just like Seth Rogen with a uh, with you know no beard, yeah, some yeah. stubble basically. But, yeah, but nineteen nineteen twenty Seth Rogen is 
is a distinct character. Yes. Did they ever give him like an actual country he was from or was it just, you know, Russian, you know, state basically? Like, I don't know if it was was a real one or not. Slovenia, Slovakia, I don't know. Like. I don't know. I don't know if it's a real country. It might not it's... be. It might just be like, yeah, let's make up a thing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is a weird movie because like this is clearly like a like someone was like, hey, I have an 80s movie idea where things were just like, I don't know, roll with it, you know, because <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie's and things like that, like where it's just like if you're not on board with the premise, then just get out because like. They, they don't really make movies like this anymore because it's just, you know, their explanation of it is like they get a scientist after he's been found and he's just like, oh, let me explain it to you. And they cut away to a voiceover. And then it's like he gave a very scientific explanation and everyone was satisfied and asked no more questions. And it's like that's the way of dealing with like, I don't fucking understand how the brining process would save you or how he breathed or ate or anything like you know, like, it's, it's completely just, unimportant yeah that's, <laughs> right that's, that's the way that's they, exactly that's, that's the dismissive part of the plot where they're just like yep deal with it here it is but i'm saying yeah, like this yeah. feels like such a thank, 80s thing thank god they didn't waste any time on it sure yeah. uh it that would have ground the beginning of the movie to a complete halt it's it's weird in that regard because they don't spend any time with it and also no one knows who the hell he is the second after he leaves the the research facility like literally he would be the most famous person on the planet for at least a day where the news cycle would be like oh my god this guy he's a hundred and something years old because he got pickled to death I mean it would be memed to death and it would be stupid and it would be everywhere. But immediately, no one knows who he is. He's just able to walk around, and they're like, oh, cool retro clothes. And <laughs> Yeah, but the plot is well, just like, I'm... you know, he wakes up and is like, do I have any living descendants? And it's like, no, your wife is dead. Your son is dead. Like, <laughs> And basically, like, here's Seth Rogen, which I guess is his great-grandson. Is that what it was? Great-grandson. Great, yeah. Yes. And it's he's like the only living relative they could find. And hey, he's just happens to live in New York, like right down the street, basically, because <laughs> this whole movie is basically in Brooklyn and never leaves. I think, I think there's like one part where they pop into Manhattan for a second, but otherwise it's like, this is a, well, they go Brooklyn to slow. Blah, blah, blah. Well, right. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Canada. They, well, almost Canada. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the Canada adjacent. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's New York. It's otherwise, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those plots where it's, you know, odd couple-ish, like, they don't get along, really, and then it just becomes this, like, blood feud immediately. It's like, they have, well, I mean, it's like, it's very quick in the plot of the movie, where it's just like, we have a rivalry now, and it's like, oh, okay, like, that's quick. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted more odd couple stuff, and less of this them being at each other's throat. Well, it's not even them at each other's throats, it's new Seth Rogen is out to just ruin old Seth Rogen. Old Seth Rogen has no idea what's going on and is just trying to live his best life by fishing garbage pickles out of a trash can. Well, he does, he does, he does get him arrested. Him into I mean, he, he, he doesn't get to do his app because he gets him arrested and then he's like, well, you know, yeah. we can't hire someone who has an arrest record, so get out of here. <laughs> See, I, like at that point, I was like, just say you were with your 150 year old great grandfather mm-hmm. and he didn't understand the rules sure and it would be immediately that's right you yes. just have to go with all of this and i i just i wanted more of them just hanging out and less of seth rogan being a dick to seth rogan right 
Yeah. I so. mean, it's just, it, it could have been like, you know, just a funny fish out of water comedy. Instead, it just immediately goes into like all of those, like, you know, almost home alone-ish like schemes, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm almost like that this, like th- this rivalry movie, like, I mean, what I think like the movie Envy did it or there was like, there's several yeah. neighbor things. Like one of the fucking Christmas movies we watched was like that, where it was just like, ah, to the death, we will have a duel, you know, and deck the halls was like, sure. That. I mean, it's, so it's yeah. just like, it's that kind of like level of like, oh, well, I'm going to undermine y- you this way and you're not going to know it. And then, you know, it's all At kind some of point like I will reveal it yeah. was me and you will be sad and right. angry. Yeah, it's, it's I I liked the fish out of water stuff way more than anything that came after. Although I some of the stuff that comes after was was pretty good. Him making him answer that question at the symposium or whatever was just just knowing exactly what's going to sabotage him and just letting him walk right into it was was pretty good. But right. I really just rather enjoyed the stuff where he was like, oh. Are you a doctor? He's like, no. He's like, oh, you're a lawyer? No. He's like, I, I'm a mobile app developer. And you could just see his brain go, what? <laughs> I don't understand any of that. <laughs> and just the way he wanted to fight everything when he came out of the the Institute for the first time, like when the cab pulls up and he instantly <laughs> throws hands like, come yeah. on, I'm going to fight this thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted more of that. And it's weird because he's doing like a he's doing an Allison Brie accent from from Glow. Yeah. Like it's a real, it's a real dumb, like sort of Russian accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I was, I was infinitely entertained, not with like the horribly out of date, awful things he was saying, but like when he would just <laughs> like his, I don't know, like you, uh, just idioms or whatever. I don't know what you would call them. It was just like, right. just like the random things he would say were just like never, you know, never stopped being funny to me. Like, and my favorite one is towards the very end of the movie where he's like. Because I don't think we, I mean, the basic plot is like, he's like bringing this old world pickle recipe to life. And it's like all the hipsters in Brooklyn are like, oh my God, the best pickles, you know, and it's like, it's not it's, an old world pickle recipe. Salt and gutter water. Right. Well, like rainwater. <laughs> like, trash pickles. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's this like, you know, completely natural pickle recipe and yeah. all the hipsters yeah. are like, oh my God, the hipsters best pickles. Are, yeah. These are the best pickles. He's selling them for like $14 a pickle by the end or something like that. And people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. But um, you take picture of me with telephone device. But you know, so like ten dollars. So basically, like you know, new Seth Rogen is like about ready to launch an app, and then you know, there's a chaos because like the cemetery where his wife is buried is like has a billboard with a Russian vodka thing. And he's just like Cossacks, Cossacks, <laughs> and starts fighting. The, tries tries to fight the guys that are putting up the billboard, and then of course gets them both arrested, which makes him not be able to develop his app. And then new Seth Rogen's like, well, I'm going to sabotage your pickle empire, and that that's the. <laughs> beginning of what happens and then yeah you know at first it's just it's like just hey that. you know like totally you're doing well you should totally be on twitter and just say everything you think and he's like oh, okay <laughs> racist thought racist thought <laughs> yeah he also like he calls the health department on him mm-hmm. yeah it, um, I mean, yeah it, it has your standard like escalation like madcap escalation thing you know for comedy's sake i, I guess it's 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 a weird subgenre of comedy that I've I'm never really been a huge fan of. It's just like let's watch people be infinitely shitty back and forth and then just generally come to like, oh, we probably shouldn't have been shitty. It's like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. I knew that going into the movie, so what did I get here? <laughs> Except for a couple of laughs, but yeah. and anyway, like it ends up I think the point of a comedy is to make you laugh. Sometimes, yes. I mean, but you can also like maybe say something like Satire is usually like trying to have a message or something, you know. 
I, I don't know. Like I said, I just I don't like the. I've never been a big fan of like the the feud, the feudal like subset of comedy where it's just like you know two people just you know going straight yeah, that, to the extremes like so fast. It's that War of the Roses thing, right? Just like just tone it down, guys. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> talk. Yeah, talk I, about, you know. I just wanted them being sweet to each other and right. you know helping each other out, and instead yeah. it was just like I will fucking. But ruin I mean, you. like everything about like every the the problem with this is like. I was watching this and at a certain point I was like, oh, this is basically like born in East L.A. Because like there's a point where like the wrong Seth Rogen gets <laughs> deported back to Slavikistan you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. And, 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 and has like no ability to prove like you could just say like literally anything modern from the last hundred years that this other guy is going to be like, oh, I have no idea. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. The trial was a bit of a sham. I right. would say. Right. I mean, like <laughs> what's your social security number? And then one of them is going to be like, what is the social security number? Yeah. yeah. He's just going to go L. Yeah. <laughs> Two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know. Check fingerprints. Right. Or... <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm just saying like, there's a lot of like, oh, well, he doesn't have a beard. So clearly he's not him. <laughs> like, Thing. I do kind of appreciate the movie just presenting the dumbest possible solution to anything and just going, well, that's obviously how this we're getting out of this. Right. But <laughs> so. what I was getting to is at the very end when they finally reconcile and like he's like, hey, you know, like I can't sell my app anymore, but why don't we start a pickle business and I'll do all the marketing and everything and you make the pickles. And then they're like, great, we're family, we're friends again. And... And then he's just like, oh, by the way, like, wait till you figure out all the other things you can pickle. <laughs> and he just, offhand, he's like, he's like, I'm just figuring things out. And here you are throwing a pickled watermelon. <laughs> it's just like the way he says that. It's like that line was like the one line that really got me the most out of everything. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a little strange too how the beginning of the movie sets up all these things that you know are going to come back. But they they happen in the first act. They're not like his dream in life is to have seltzer water. Right. And you figure like, oh, at the end of this movie, he's going to like walk into a store and there's 80 million seltzer waters and he's just going to fall over dead or something. But it's like right away. He's just like, I got a machine that makes seltzer water. You can have some. New Seth's got a soda stream. He's just like, yo, check this out. And and, like the other thing was that. I really, I want to stop you for a second. I really liked that scene. And I actually really liked that they just dumped it up front. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Your huge your biggest dream in the world is just nothing in in 2020. It means zero. It like yeah. anybody in New York probably has a soda stream in their house. I I I really I appreciated that. I thought the scene was cute too. Yeah. yeah. I I'm I'm not knocking the movie as a whole. I'm just saying like it's it's fine. You know, like this is a movie it's it's fine. It's maybe I, slightly I like the above cute fine. moments better than the plot. Yeah. I I'll say that. But like the other thing was that his he he the thing that he found cute about his wife is that she would sneeze very distinctively and i was like oh he's they're going to be out somewhere and he's going to run and he's going to hear that and realize he has another relative or something but no it's just immediately the first time new seth rogan is there he does that and he's like ah this is my family and it's 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 just weird that the movie does a movie thing of set up these things at the very beginning that you know we're going to pay off in the third act and instead it just does them right away and then that's it Yes, we call I, these Chekhov's sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought it's fine. I thought it's exactly what streaming service movies should be. Like, if this came out in theaters, it wouldn't have made a dime. People have been like, yeah, that's a movie you could go see, but there's nothing really... There's, you can't even point to, like, there's this one thing that you were going to lose your mind at. It's like, no, there's a lot of cute little moments and some good chuckles in there, and it's it's fine. You know, like, if, if for some reason, 10 years from now... 
HBO Max was like, we lost the rights to our movie and it's going away forever, I would be like, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, I gotta track this movie down. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> that was a nice little movie, but okay. It's fine. It's, it's a it's a fine little movie. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd be Schlupsk, by the way. <laughs> ah, okay. I finally found it. <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I, I said that they don't make movies anymore, but this is kind of like, I mean, it's more tongue-in-cheek and more obvious, but like Hot Tub Time Machine is, is that 80s, like, I don't know, just fucking go with the premise. It doesn't make any sense, you know, right. sort of thing, but it constantly is like, yeah, this is real dumb, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that movie is, this one yeah. is like, other than the one scene of like, don't ask how the brining process saves somebody, you know, this one's like, <laughs> generally playing itself pretty close to the vest, like, it's like not a, a real goofy comedy, other than like, people just not doing what people would do and then it does get a little lampoonish again during the trial where it's just like oh if i don't if i have a beard i'm a different person right <laughs> look at this <laughs> yeah. who am i now yeah. <laughs> here's a picture of charles manson yeah. here he is without the beard is this a different guy <laughs> yeah for reference they have a deportation trial mm-hmm. when yeah, yeah. um because they've when swapped they tr- places basically there's a point where they try to escape to um well, they try to smuggle Herschel, the older one, to Canada. And in once they finally get to the border, they start to finally have a little heart-to-heart. And then it goes sour, and Herschel <laughs> knocks out uh, Ben, who is Seth Rogen the Younger. And then is rummaging through his, his gear as he runs away and finds uh, clippers. He's like, ha I don't. I, this looks like it will shave my beard. James immediately it looks like young Seth Rogen. Him yeah. trying to be young Seth Rogen, it, they don't do good. enough of it, but he's just, ah, yes, Herschel is over there. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, the one you're looking for. He yeah. tells these Border Patrol agents that uh, that the, that Herschel is over there instead of yeah. him. Yeah, so that's that's what causes the big mix-up. But yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 fine. it's a nice, cute, yeah. it's cute. I think it's pretty damn funny. Um, I was honestly surprised at how many like laughs out loud that it got because i don't typically laugh out loud by myself like sitting quiet in my home watching a movie um i'm more likely to get a sharp exhale through the nose you know uh when i find something funny by myself um but yeah i i laughed out loud in at several moments and found myself like I had to get up to grab something from the kitchen, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, that!" I just chuckling my way to the kitchen. Um, it's a it's a perfectly fine and, and cute movie, and it's like it's PG thirteen. It's not like the oh fuck you fuck fuck Seth Rogen, you know. Like it's a generally kind of family friendly ish fair, yeah. you know. You're not gonna get a baby crowning or anything. <laughs> yeah, I was just, Thank it's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not trying to be dismissive of it. It's, it's it is a little weird to me, and 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 that I feel like this is getting some pretty good buzz, and I I feel like or it seems pretty popular. Maybe it's fleeting. I don't know, but uh, like I've I've just seen other Netflix or whatever movies come out that I think are like a higher quality that warrant a little bit more notice, and it's weird to me that this one is just like such a yeah, like a little bit, maybe a little bit better than average comedy. You know, like it, it has some bits and it's fine. It's just, it's a little weird that like the other ones are just like, ah, that is garbage. It's like, well, okay. It, <laughs> it's probably, uh, A, it's Seth Rogen. B, mm-hmm. it's HBO Max's 
big thing. So they're, I feel like both of those things are pushing it. Um, plus there's probably a lot of, uh, native marketing that's going on with it to push HBO max, you know, like we'll, we're getting variety to write a puff piece on us. Cause we're paying them to, to advertise HBO max on the, you know, on the website, all that. True. Um, cause yeah, I mean, it's, I like it and I, I feel like it's good enough to stand on its own, um, on its own merits. And it sounds like you guys are shit talking it just because you're not giving it high praise. Um, I know you're not. It's just that's that's kind of the, the the way it sounds. But it's yeah, it's 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 good. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. not a waste of your time. No, I mean it just it's it's a textbook example of a three star movie. It's like yeah. yeah, that's that's good. That's better than average. It's mm-hmm. it's totally fine. Yeah. It, it's do, not blowing me away. Yeah, it, didn't didn't really underwhelm me or anything like yeah. that. It's just, we're good. Like, yeah. It is a enjoyable I, I way to spend 90 minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't know what... And that's another thing, too. It's 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I saw some people, like, saying, like, this movie needed room to breathe. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, it did not. <laughs> 90 minutes. We're good with that. Yeah, I mean, I would have also... shifted the flow a little bit more of, you know, putting a little bit more in the first act, like you said. Like, you know, have them be buddy-buddy <clears throat> A little bit longer before it's like and now this means war <laughs> moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do appreciate that it didn't feel like one of those. Uh, let's just keep taking a let's ad lib for fifty takes and take the best ad lib yes. moment out of it and go. It felt like a scripted comedy, which is maybe what contributed to it feeling like a... I think you'd almost have to with a yeah. split-screen performance thing like that. I mean, it'd be yeah, very hard, hard to be ad-lib and not yourself. have it match. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it... Although, it's it that scene at the end where they're watching Yentl or whatever, and uh, it's it's very clear that Seth Rogen is cracking up at whoever his stand-in is because his stand-in is saying things that's making <laughs> one Seth Rogen laugh, so... Yeah, that that, that, that seemed like be. an improv moment, but for all yeah. we know, there was James Franco in a green suit, like Probably. on the other side of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it, it's fine if you have HBO Max, you should watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like also watch like Palm Springs. Like a lot of these things that are coming out are good. Like there's some mm-hmm. good content out there on these streaming services, so it's yeah. it's a nice surprise. I, I just it, it's it's such a weird blase attitude and i guess where i'm coming from is like it's so weird that like there's some really quality entertainment coming to these services and still people are just like garbage and it's like what the hell like you just had a a very decent experience delivered to your home for kind of free for a thing you're already you know you're already utilizing right like holy shit like what the hell do you want (laughs) like like, yeah there's like and I I know Chuck complains about never being able to find the whatever the new thing is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chuck's Netflix is broken personally, but um, I I guess we can lead right into maybe second half talk. Sure. Second half kind of talk. Um, and I only I only start to do that because I actually remembered a thing that I that I had watched. Um, there's a Netflix, well, it might be some other channel, but it's on Netflix called, no, I think it's a Netflix thing, Norseman. Okay. Did I talk about Norseman? I don't think so. Um, it's got a bunch of people that are probably like mostly background characters from um, other Norse 
related shows that you've seen before. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like, um, honestly, when I started watching it, I thought it was uh, Vikings, which is a serious show about Vikings. Okay. This is a not serious show about Vikings. It's like those wacky Vikings. <laughs> yeah, always kind of. It, like, ah. um, it's just taking the piss out of everything Viking show. Hmm. Um, I find is it, it really... actually like a comedy? Like, I mean, is it like... Yeah, yeah oh, okay, it's a okay. comedy. Like, it's all... In in scene, it's all played straight. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's making jokey jokes, but it's all farcical. Like, okay. It, yeah, every basically everything that happens is, is in pursuit of making you the viewer yeah, laugh i actually didn't know i didn't know it was a comedy like that's actually more yeah. interesting to know that it is because i i think i probably saw the thumbnail and was like oh good another viking show what do you do that's what i thought yeah yeah it it is but it's funny okay. on purpose um and i think there are three seasons on netflix something like that um it's one of those that i keep seeing i and i i kept seeing and i thought oh it's one of those viking shows but i was at my dad's house watching the watching the dog for for a weekend and i was like all right well it's time to watch everything on netflix i guess um and that came up as i scrolled through and i was like well okay i've heard good things about that viking show this is probably that viking show i'll watch it and um yeah pretty funny they even the third season i think is a prequel season which is all the dumb ways that they've come up with to make things like they are in the in the current season. It's it's very entertaining. Um, I would I would recommend it. Um, and there's some like over the top stupid Viking violence uh, if you like that. And uh, I don't think there's any nudity though. There's definitely like sex, but I don't know if there's actually nudity. I think I'd remember that. <laughs> Nudity. Nudity. Yes. <laughs> Where upon one's bosoms or butt or I think that's like uh, a I think he said that with the U wiener. with the umlauts over it. It was like nudity. Yeah. <laughs> Busoms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's a Netflix my thing. buttocks. Yeah. If it was on HBO, it would just be, you know, oh hot, yeah. Hot Norse dongs. <laughs> yeah. There'd be Oh man, that reminds me, I don't pre order that calendar for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Norse dongs of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Your Um, fjord's going to be moist. Um, (laughs) But that's uh that's the only thing I've seen in recent memory that (laughs) that uh (laughs) that warrants any discussion. What about you guys? Uh, Well, I've I've been watching a lot of things. Uh, I watched a pair of documentaries that are sort of kind of related uh i finally got around to watching that empire of dreams the star wars saga documentary thing that's like two and a half three hours long it's it's pretty long um i will warn you like it's on disney plus this isn't a warning it's a it's like an (laughs) anti-warning when the disney plus version starts playing it says this film has been edited for content blah 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 and i was like the hell you know like what the hell's in here that you took out and then I was like, is like Rick McCallan dropping F-bombs in the episode one documentary in part of this or something? Like, I, I don't know. But then I was like, I think this was also on Amazon Prime. So I, I, I watched it there. But then after the fact, I read about and apparently they just accidentally left the label on from 
when they they had a, a shortened version, like a ninety minute version, and they showed on like A and E at one point in time, and apparently they accidentally like left that label on there for the you know the shortened condensed version because like I, I guess there were people of like know this thing pretty well and watched it and were like yeah nothing's missing the smoking's there all this is here it's like you know like they clearly didn't edit anything but <laughs> i can see I, just a whole like five minutes of harrison ford just going what the fuck are you asking me about <laughs> yeah um as far as the actual content it's very weird because that documentary is clearly was clearly produced when lucas still owned lucasfilm and star wars was totally his because that movie spends a lot of time filleting George Lucas. <laughs> and, and it's weird because it's like, okay, yeah, but he also like made the fucking prequels and shut up. Like, it's, you know, like he's done a lot of not great things, you know, like just stop with the praise. But what like the content between that is really solid. Like there's some really interesting behind the scenes shit and and stuff about like ILM, like ILM and starting in the, in the early days and all that. I mean, it's, it's very comprehensive. It does like, it does bleed into like, Oh my God, then the prequels are great. Right. <laughs> like towards the very end, but it's a very, it's a very short section of the movie. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of just like about the, yep. And star Wars is back. Right. And we, we were all really happy. Hooray. At the end, you know, kind of like, it's sort of like a wrap of like star Wars is eternal. Hooray. But the world like, is our oyster. <laughs> like I said, the, the, like the, the early movies behind the scenes stuff and the interviews and stuff are, are fantastic. So it's like, it's this, it's really interesting and really worth watching. And then it will just be intolerable at some points, but you know, like, you know, salty Carrie Fisher is in it and all that, you know, it's so like saying the kind of stuff you want her to say. It's, it's great. You know, like, I mean, there's, there's just some really quality content and it. it's just, it's a shame because it's like clearly, you know, egos, were involved in <laughs> the directing and whatnot involved in like, yeah, make, make my big hat even bigger. You know, <laughs> that's my George Lucas, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, was Burt Reynolds on the yeah. set that day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a big hat. Yeah. It's funny. Big hat. Yeah. Driving huh. hot. Um, but yeah, but no, I, I'd still actually recommend it. Like it's, like I said, it's parts of it are insufferable, but like the, the nuggets of good stuff that are, there's more good in it than bad <laughs> like vader uh but yeah do they talk about the star wars holiday special no well mm, actually i think it might have gotten a brief mention only in talking about the origin of boba fett okay yeah yeah i think i think it might have gotten a, a quick mention only because of that but yeah no like i said it's it's a it's a good thing like it's like i said it's just part of it is like oh god just stop <laughs> like stop you forget man there's a whole generation of people who love them prequels they're wrong they are but they exist and yeah. so we have to deal with it right so and i mean but they also like i mean they also like oh man like the the special editions were great too and man he finally gets to get his vision made and it's like you know it hits that point in the documentary and you're just like oh god you're so clearly like pushing an agenda here george <laughs> like, like no one is on board with this message <laughs> so i mean do you honestly do you think it will ever be an official honest star wars documentary like in any way shape or form is anyone ever Lucas going dies. to yeah, yeah not until lucas yeah. dies but I mean, do you think like honestly like disney would put out the like the hit piece on it and just be like hey them prequels suck am i right no but i i don't know i mean yeah the closest a- we got was that one from 
what, 10 years ago or something like that? That's, I mean, that might be this one, right? I mean, this was, well, this was from 2000, this was from 2004. Like this, they were making this to coincide with the DVD releases when that was a big thing. I seem to remember one that was kind of slightly critical, or maybe it just showed off how everybody was just nodding their heads and going, yeah, sure, George. Okay, whatever, George. The episode one documentary is like, it has a weird secret agenda. Like it is... It, it is subversive. Like the episode one documentary, I cannot recommend enough. The thing that was on like the episode one DVD, you mm-hmm. know, like the special features, because it is like the documentary people clearly had a secret agenda to show off how creepy George Lucas was. And maybe how that's Rick, the one Rick I'm McCallum thinking was just a ass kisser. Like, oh yeah, that's great. George, the kids are going to love that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's and probably and what I'm thinking. And of super weird homeschool do- daughter and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, it's clearly like, he was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, he's showing me all this stuff and then, you know, all my visions and stuff. And it's like, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Like, <laughs> he thinks this is a good thing that people want to see. <laughs> yeah. So, Do they talk about the pinball machine that destroyed pinball forever? <laughs> no. Okay. It didn't destroy pinball forever. No, that, a- but that's what that documentary made it seem like, that pinball documentary we watched where it was just right. like, and then pinball was dead <laughs> yeah. because of the fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> because of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a much more lighthearted and I think a much more entertaining in a way. Like I said, the the, the footage features of that of that Star Wars thing are really good. It's just a lot of the other of it is insufferable. But I finally watched that uh, Galaxy Quest documentary called Never Surrender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really fun. They like kind of gave, as much as they could, they kind of gave the Trekkies documentary treatment to Galaxy Quest. I mean, you can't really? obviously do what they did purely in Trekkies, which is just follow fans, because there's not that big of a following for Galaxy Quest, but there are some. <laughs> like, like sure. There are some diehard Galaxy Quest fans who like go out and cosplay to these things and as the weird aliens and whatnot from Galaxy Quest, but um, yeah. So, it's but man, it's it's a really fun documentary, and it's like I, I absolutely adore the way that it opens, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is, because it's like they, they slam this text up on the screen that's a quote <laughs> that is just amazing and then dump you right into the documentary like it's it's a really fun breezy documentary about uh you know what i still say even though it has a documentary about it a criminally under- underrated movie you know does does that thing talk about the movie that it was supposed to be about like the r the r version or whatever yeah. uh sort of i mean well it was they were going for pg-13 and they they made them go down to a, a, PG. a pg yeah yeah because so. like Tony Shalhoub was supposed to be high and oh that's still clearly there <laughs> no it's there but yeah. you never see it right like he just comes across as like a dumb guy <laughs> yeah I mean they definitely talk about the very clear like we just dubbed in well screw that line just for <laughs> oh, Sigourney yeah. Weaver and they didn't even bother to like try to fix the lips yeah but yeah I mean they do talk about that and stuff but yeah it's it's this it's a fascinating documentary and like the the director guy is like super cool. Like I know he's kind of gone on to make shit. I think, like I, I seem to recall like everything past Galaxy Quest. It's like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, most of You're it. You're not anyway. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but like he just seems like a super cool dude who just got it. Like like right off the bat. Like I I don't know. It's a super fun documentary. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. So, you know, if you have that, like most people do, it's there. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I really enjoyed it. Like it's. 
it's just the right level of like we get it like you know and they interview basically everybody except for alan rickman unfortunately you know so oh why didn't they just interview him because uh, he's not among the living i'm don't they have that technology no they couldn't grand moff tarkin him back for an interview <laughs> wait even sam rockwell came back and talked about it oh yeah okay Hell yeah. He seems like the one who would be like, nah, I'm not talking oh, about no. that. He's actually like the first person you see. Like the he's, oh, okay. yeah, he's like the first person they cut to. It's like, oh yeah, they say Rockwell. Yeah, um, yeah, no, they interview Tony Shalhoub, like everybody. Like uh, yeah, Tim Allen, Scorny Weaver, they were all involved and talked to in this. I was mean, Tim I, Allen I, bitter about it. Huh? Was Tim Allen bitter about it? I know he's been bitter about it. He was like, This was supposed to be my thing. Like I was supposed to be huge after I this. I don't think so. No. Okay. I didn't get that impression okay. from him, like even in the slightest. Um. Yeah. No, there's like there's some fun candid talk, and you know some. It's not it's not a candy coated documentary. It's like, but I also don't think there's like much controversy to expose no. in that movie. I just think it was like, yeah, we're just gonna talk about shit people said on set and th- things that we did and dumb things here and you know how we were gonna go this way and we pivoted this way and blah blah blah. And yeah, I I never I never noticed it, but like the the name of the ship number or whatever of the protector their ship was nte whatever it was and they yeah. were specifically that meant not the enterprise <laughs> yeah so like you know for, they were like no we can clearly point to it. it's it's clearly not the enterprise it's right there it's called not the enterprise number whatever number it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah they like they interview some star trek people too like and it it continues the like is Paul Shear just like on somebody's like speed index for like uh, we're going to do a documentary like he just is like you have to call him first before you can continue making a documentary these days because he's in this he's one available. too yeah I'm just saying like it's like he was I think he was in in search of the last action heroes I mean it's like some of these like like niche documentary things it's just like is it like some kind of like union rule you have to call him first if you're going to make a niche documentary oh no I know why he's one of the how did this get made guys yeah. But like, yeah. I, I I sort of get it, but it's also like it's not like they're they're bustling with like podcast level personality people. It's like it's it's weird. It's just like he's well he, connected. He does he's an authority. A, he does a movie podcast that Hollywood types seem to love. I guess and sure. he's a Hollywood type. So and he's right there in the L.A. area, ready to work. <clears throat> I know. Like I said, it's just it's becoming <laughs> funny. Like I I I expect to watch like. Something not even connected to movies, like some niche documentary, and just be like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like watch a pickle documentary, and just be like, here's Paul Shearer. I was like, I like pickles ever since I was a kid. <laughs> like, he's what? He's gonna be the new Harry Shearer. For a while there, Harry Shearer was showing up in the weirdest documentaries. He would just be like, yeah, and then we went to the secret society, and I watched this weird like snuff film, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Why was Harry Shearer there? <laughs> it's always this. He's he's been he's seen some shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the documentaries I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of other documentary type things, but I don't know that they're worth talking about on here. The only semi relevant, the only semi relevant one is I watched the. Um, so I, I've gotten into watching because again, I'm not plugging uh, HBO Max, but I I noticed they were all in there. Those, I think they were broadcast on CNN, but they were like Tom Hanks's like documentary thing made like all those yes. like decade. Yes, you know documentaries, but then I also made one just called the movies. Yes, and I watched the the movies from mm-hmm. beginning to end. But I'm now I'm watching the decade ones. Those uh, are good. Those are well made. Yeah, the movies one is weird because it's 
it's strange because it, it feels like from time to time it talks about the misrepresentation issues in Hollywood and then other times it's like nah just gloss over that <laughs> like it's 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 a weird tone like it feels like it's like trying to walk this tightrope and also doesn't really feel like it has anything to say it's just like yeah and then, then these movies were made and then and then these movies were made and it's kind of just like this it's almost like a visual like guidebook to what movies you should probably watch before you die kind of thing like it's like i can't be bothered reading one of those you know listicle books you know so i'll just uh i'll watch this like it's it's kind of strange because you could just be like yeah I sh- yeah i should probably watch that oh yeah that too and it it, Paul, it glosses over like in it? Hmm? I, prob- in it? probably but uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that one they also interviewed a ton of people so for all i know yes um but they tended to get much bigger people to interview for those because they they know big people. But uh, sure. yeah, it's weird because like it also just glosses over entire like it will go and talk about like Hong Kong action or something like that. And then just like forget some other like big foreign film movement type thing that's important. Like they start talking about the Clint Eastwood like uh, Man With No Name trilogy and do not talk about how they're remakes of Kurosawa films. But then I think they were talking about like when they got to like Star Wars, it was like, and it's clearly influenced by like Kurosawa's The you know, Hidden Fortress. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this full of dollars is a literal like almost shot for shot fucking remake of Yojimbo. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm just, like it was just like certain things were like frustrating because it's like, how are you going to bring up this and not uh, whatever anyway yeah anyway it it's fine it they're they're fun to watch and they and they they're flashy you know they bring out the big after effects party <laughs> and go nuts with those things they're well That's produced fun. and stuff but they're, they're yeah. not particularly substantial like they're they're kind of like popcorn documentaries you know popumentaries popumentaries yeah yeah i i very much remember the 80s one because there were things that I was aware of in the eighties and there were things that I had no knowledge of in the eighties. And generally it was like, yeah, I remember new Coke. I don't remember this political shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I, so, I decided to start from the beginning. They started in the sixties and sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties and aughts. So yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of shit has happened in the sixties. It's they're not so they're kind of popcorn documentaries. Cause it's like, it's hard to be super popcorny with some of the awful shit that happened in the sixties. Like the Kennedy yeah. assassination episode is one of the weirdest episodes of a documentary thing I think I've ever seen because it's it feels like the entire episode is like, nah, man, Oliver Stone is fucking right. You got to follow the fucking magic bullet. And then by the end, it's just like, fuck conspiracy theorists. <laughs> it's like it's like right at the very end. It's just like, no, you fucking dickheads. It's like it's simple. Here it is. It's like it clean, clear as fucking day. Like it's it yeah, does, you're right. I do. I remember watching that. Yeah, you're it's, right. the, it's, it's like, the weirdest fucking swerve. The whole thing. It feels like, yeah. no. And then it's like and you're like, oh, shit, that's the real guy that, you know, uh, Kevin Costner was and like all this and like, holy shit. And and then by the end, it's just like, no, nah, f- fuck all that shit. We were just messing yeah. with you. It's like they come back from the last commercial break and it's like, OK, look, y'all. Yeah, we're just, we were just, here's what happened. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald shot him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this gun. Here's the, the here's the wound. Here's what ha- it, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one specifically thinking like, wow, this is really going to blow the lid off it. And it was just like, nah, you fucking idiots. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's the, I was there. I was standing next to him. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing. Like that, that, that episode was like, what the shit is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they just have Lee Harvey Oswald there. And it's like, no, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And then roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. It's a strange one. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So the last thing I watched before we do some correspondence and maybe make this a very short episode, um, uh-huh. I I did a real dumb thing. Uh, this is not this is not a brag to like you know get anything. It's just dumb connective tissue in my head. Um, I had a birthday yesterday, so no, that's I, not that dumb. Well, I yes, it's well, it's dumb to continue to get old. That uh, you should stop doing. Yeah, that. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. You yeah. should you should stop it. Well, congratulations! So I, it was your birthday. We are happy <laughs> that you are still on this earth. It us. is your birthday. Um, so on one day I was going to cease being forty-two, and on the next day I was going to be forty-three. So the day oh, before, I rewatched yeah. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> the movie that I remember. Not being very good based on the source material, being very. Don't good. you know that there is a book that is good that you could just read instead? I just wanted to give the eyes. big budget version another try, you know, because like I, I, I don't think I'd seen it since the theater, or maybe mm-hmm. you know bits and pieces on Hobo or Cinemax or whatever. But you know, Hobo, Hobo, HBO. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had not sat and watched it beginning to end. Yeah, that's still not a good movie. Like it's. <laughs> It's like they went straight to like the men in black, like zany action, constantly moving formula for it. And it's like it yeah. it belittles all of the fantastic, you know, dry wit and sarcasm <laughs> and whatnot. That's part of the original book. And from time to time, it will do something marvelous, almost like somebody came in and like guest directed a little segment or something. And then it's just like right back on its bullshit. And it's it's real weird, like. Because, like, I think it's marvelously cast. It's just, like, horribly directed. <laughs> like, it's 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 so weird. Yeah. I, I think I've told this story before, but, like, I remember, like, the and it's funny because we were just talking about the differences between Almost Famous. But I remember, I don't know why, was no even talk of the movie being made. But I saw Almost Famous, and I remember seeing Zoe Deschanel for the first time, and I was like, oh, that's Trillian from Hitchhiker's Guide. Like, no fucking reason. Like, just very first time I ever saw it, it was like, wow, that you literally created what I had in my head for that character, the way it was written. Uh-huh. Like, and it was just the weirdest thing. And then like, what, 10 years later, it was like, Oh yeah, she's going to be that in the movie. <laughs> so it's just such a bizarre and very disappointing thing. Yeah. I, I remember that thing coming and going like, yeah, they made that and no one wanted it and no one liked it. Oh, I wanted it. I mean, I wanted it to be good. But, sure, yeah, but I mean, it, uh, it seemed like when that trailer hit, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't what know. What the and, hell are you doing? Yeah, and then it was just like, oh, no, you didn't do it. And then it dropped off the fa- Like, nobody talks. This is the first time I've heard anyone talk about this movie in 15 years. I, like I said, it's uh, just, I decided because I was like 42. And I started to watch like the old uh, the TV the BBC, series thing, which is yeah. Fun. It's fun. It's bad in a different way. It's bad. Like they had no money, you know. But like, it's still, it's like better tonally though. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yeah. One day maybe, you know, things are cyclical. And one day maybe someone would be like, we should try that hitchhikers thing again. Like, it seems like we're due. Yeah. Especially with so many streaming services out there. Like, yeah. I mean, it like, seems like somebody that do... it is something that would warrant a pretty good uh, series. I think. Yeah. You know. I mean, they did the, do the uh, Dirk Gently. Somebody pick that up, but like, that's a yeah. much cheaper thing to produce. I would have to imagine. Yes, you know, instead of intergalactic jet setting and whatnot. But I mean, computer shits come a long ways. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm just like it's you need it's... to tighten up the computer shit on level three. <laughs> well, I just, I just mean like, you know, the cost of doing it to the quality is like come a long ways. I mean, like, you know, we have Flash and Supergirl and stuff on TV punching, you know, yeah. 
aliens and whatnot, it's no big deal. It's not, you know, yeah, it's not Marvel movie level of graphics, but it's it's acceptable for television. It's serviceable you know? enough, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that... But if you think that was a bad idea, well, you can probably see that an even worse decision was coming the very next day. I decided to rectify... I don't know if it's a hole in things that I, I'd never seen, but I watched movie 43. Oh, son. Yeah. I'd never seen it, so... Um, I just did this recently. <laughs> that is... Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. Like, why does that exist? Like, how does that exist? Like that? Yeah, that I, I, I kind of immediately like had to get online. I was like, am I missing some kind of like monkey's paw deal with the devil went down to Georgia shit like that happened? Like who fucking sold who's sold to who that that thing exists? Okay. Th- okay. This is important, though. What- okay. In the version that you watched, what was the framing device? I apparently watched the international A or A or or the in unrated. You know, I watched the connective thread of like we're going to find the thing on the internet, not the okay. like okay. not the was it Dennis Quaid in a boardroom or something? Yeah, it was like Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear. Okay, yeah, p- pitching all these things. Yeah, no, it's not which, the version I saw. Okay, I just find that so strange that they yanked out a thing with stars in it to put a bunch of kids doing this, the dumbest shit. Okay, yeah, huh. um, but yeah, that's real bad. Like on, I mean, in every capacity, like it could possibly be bad. Like it's, like, <laughs> like it's 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 offensive without being funny, and it's not not funny because it's offensive. Like, like there's a way to like, there's horrible things that you you know you can make the eternal argument of could you make it today in like Blazing Saddles or The Jerk or any other thing where it's like oh shit like that's a wow you're huh. you know know, kind of like level of comedy that's you know obviously offensive and was meant to be or you know at least spark a conversation or some dumb shit this is just like i don't know steven merchant's now a chinese guy like it's like what the fuck you know like yeah i mean we're like talking like mickey rooney and breakfast at tiffany's chinese guy like what in the fuck is happening right now yeah yeah there there are two things I can point to in that movie that made me laugh. One is like the two minutes of Patrick Warburton that we get. I thought that his like he just comes in and is the most Patrick Warburton in whatever the fuck is going on in yeah. that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty good. And then the whole like last thing that seems like an afterthought with Terrence Howard. I thought the, that whole basketball thing was great. The Terrence <laughs> Howard one is probably like as, as a whole section sketch whatever is probably the the funniest one except yeah my dumbass kind of like the the children inside of the machines one because it's just like that's the kind of absurdist dumb shit that i actually think is funny it's just like it is sandwiched in between like the most god-awful unfunny horrific shit well that it. that commercial seemed like one of the filmed bits on saturday night live it's right. like oh this is good the rest of this is garbage right but the filmed bit is really good but then you realize no wait all of it is filmed but it's like this thing is actually way better this is like amazon women on the moon quality right <laughs> parody and everything else is just like ah, i've got balls on my chin <laughs> it's like yeah what it's, it's, it's the it's the weirdest goddamn thing yeah and the, the i mean list- the, the the one they open the the, the the Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman one they open with, man, it just puts you in like a oh god, this what is this garbage? Yeah, <laughs> like it does. Well, nothing you know, else like gets much better. Like you know. no, it doesn't. But that sets the tone of just like oh Jesus, <laughs> this is a half baked idea. The Farrelly brothers couldn't figure out what to do anything with, so they just did this, and it's fucking trash. 
but there's so many people in this. <laughs> I it it yes. Yes. It's insane. The the superhero one was also kind of okay. Jason Sudeikis made that more than anybody else did. But also it's just so like I couldn't watch this with anyone in the room. This is so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's it's a train wreck. It's a travesty and yeah, I, well, I had to know. I mean, at some point, I was just like, I, "Is this as bad as everyone says?" Yes, yes, it is. It is. It's it probably really worse, is. actually. I mean, it just it takes like all of my boxes for like things that I utterly despise, which is, you know, like I know there are worse movies. Like, I mean, uh, Batman v Superman is in some ways worse than like Batman and Robin. <laughs> like, but Batman and Robin makes me so angry because it's like all of the money and the talent involved in like making that shit pile is just like that's and spawn. You're like, like, man, all you had to do was just fucking take a thing from a thing and put it over here in a different format. It was like served up to you being cool and you fucked it up, (laughs) you know? Yep. And especially like, you know, like you watch something like Batman and Robin, it's like, well, it wasn't a budgetary issue. You were just like, let's fucking do it wrong. <laughs> like, like, you know, you obviously spent a shitload of money on making all of these dumb fucking sets and everything, and it's just in service of making the wrong thing. You know, like I said, I can't, I can't be mad at like Superman four. I mean, it's shit, but it's like, yeah, it was made for like two hundred two two million dollars or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's a loose change. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was a fucking canon movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I can't be that mad at it because it's like, well, yeah, like you somehow still got most of the stars back, and it's still a canon movie. Like, holy shit! Like, how's that happen? But, um, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's like I said, it's just you look at like the list of people in that are in movie forty three, and it's like, how did nobody go? Um. No, like apparently a lot of them were tricked. <laughs> well, According... I did. I, I did read something that like Richard Gere tried to get out of it. Like, yeah, yeah, he basically got Whoopi Goldberg did the Theodore Rex into it. But yeah, um, yeah, there were several. Like, no one did press for this movie. They were like, we had no idea it was going to be this strung together garbage, and it was like, wait, but how did... could you not? Like, I mean, I know it's like, like your scene is just as bad as everything else. Like, what did you think you were doing? Yeah, I that I can't even fathom that as an excuse because like there's too many like dumb fake fluids and shit in the movie. It's just like <laughs> like it's just like you you clearly knew what yeah. you were making. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh Jesus. Like like if I ever hear Hugh Jackman say, you know, I had no idea what they were doing. I'm like, dude, yeah. you had fucking balls on your chin. <laughs> That was the joke. <laughs> that was the entirety of your appearance. Well, next fucking, specifically, next yeah, fucking chin ball. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was mad because they stole the joke from South Park. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of reasons to be mad at it, but now I know. Sure. I, I yes. never ever have to see that again. No, for as long as I live. I mean, really, that's the case with most Fairly Brothers movies, honestly. Yeah, I had a weird thought the other day about that movie stuck on you and was like, yeah. I don't remember shit about that. I should watch that again. And then I went, went like, no, there's a reason I don't remember anything about that. That movie's probably still garbage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even the things that, like, at the time and like, man, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I could get on a whole thing because, like, I'm thinking I like I think about Shallow Hal from time to time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck that movie. Seven ways to Sunday. Like, and <laughs> like it, it, it goes for like that's like 
we're trying to be sweet ending and it's just like no fuck you like like I, I don't know like those movies are like offensive on multiple levels like i said and it's not even necessarily like in their intent to be <laughs> offensive like because i mean like something about mary is offensive and then never apologizes for anything that it does and it's like right. i i i almost forgive that instead of like the like when they got into the formula of like I even started like me, myself, and Irene. It was like, yeah, well, this is going to, we're going to do all these awful things and it's going to circle back around to like, yeah, but then everyone lives happily ever after. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, no one deserves that. I don't know. Yeah. That Three Stooges movie they made was real bad. Yeah. I watched real that too bad. for some reason. <laughs> I did. I watched that for some reason and I still don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would wager I've seen everything they've done. And did not learn my lesson like six movies before when I should have, where it's just like, stop. I think I did when I, well, I mean, besides now having seen movie 43, which I think I said I was never going to have anything to do with them with Dumb and Dumber 2. Because <laughs> that was kind of like the, that was the low, oh. as, about as low as you could go. That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the one scene that makes me laugh my ass off that was in the trailer, who's a good boy? <laughs> like, that... <laughs> It's so fucking stupid that it's good. <laughs> like, like that's the only thing to me in that entire movie that was redeemable. <laughs> yeah. 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 That movie's an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Don't ever watch movie 43 if you haven't. And I mean, don't. I, I, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life because if I tell you not to watch it, you're just going to be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to watch it. And then you're going to be like, well, I shouldn't watch that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you do you. Right. So if you either listen it, or don't what, listen you know. to Harlow right now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. It just sucks. <laughs> if that's your thing, then great. Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to like go back to like Kingpin or something and be like, because that's a movie I think is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it. It's. I started to turn on them by then. Like I really did. Like they. I mean. Really, for me, it's really only like Dumb and Dumber, the first one. Like, yeah, I mean, even something about Mary, I'm like, yeah, all right, once was fine. Like, there's still funny shit in it, but like as a whole, as a movie, I don't really need to watch it more than once. I, I think I could watch Dumb and Dumber repeatedly. I don't. Any of the others would be like, I just need to check in on this and see what's going on. Ah, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh well, I'm done. That's all I got. Well, do we have voicemails? Why, yes. Yes, we do. I believe we do. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Here they come. Hello, BMF cast. Uh, this is Mike from Pittsburgh, uh, currently in Frederick, Maryland. Um, regarding Bennigan's, um, I noticed that we had one when I moved here to Frederick, Maryland, which was surprising. And there was another one a couple towns away. Uh, those are both gone now. Uh, the one a couple towns away was in an old house, like it was a rural dive bar, which is a bit weird, but it's gone now. There are still about 30 around the world and seemingly random places, including four on the island of Cyprus. Uh, topic number two, movies. Um, I've been watching a lot more bad movies recently during the mass death uh, economic collapse event because I watched them with friends online, and one I've just... We discovered one that I could not believe I didn't know about before, which was a Twin Dragon Encounter. It's one of the late 80s movies about a uh, martial arts guy who, well, convinces himself he can star in a movie. In this case, there's two of them. Uh, twin brothers who 
run a martial arts studio in Toronto, and it uh, tells the tale of them and how they think they can star in a movie, and they star in this movie beating up uh, militia men in Ontario's cottage country. It's all very stupid. I think it's only available on YouTube. It looks terrible. Uh, the And then there's another one that's called Dragon Hunt that basically tells the same story, but it's from a couple years later. It's a little more ambitious, and instead of just uh, beating up militiamen in cottage country, it's a most dangerous game situation or a deadly prey situation, whichever you would prefer. The, uh, so these two guys, as is typical in these movies, they have no charisma but a lot of confidence. Their interactions with their girlfriends are hilarious. It's extremely Canadian. The villains are also hilarious, and uh, fortunately they're both on YouTube, but what are you going to do? Uh, Dragon Hunt, the version on YouTube, looks a little better than Twin Dragon Encounter. So uh, I thought Twin Dragon Encounter was going to be some sort of low-budget kung fu movie from the title, but it's a low-budget Canadian movie. Please enjoy. Crash and burn. Well, that's is, redundant. <laughs> is is Mike from Pittsburgh killing the Bennigans? There was one when he moved in, but none now. I think we've uncovered something. Yeah. Hashtag blame Mike from Pittsburgh. It's a little if long for hashtag. If I cared about Bennigans, uh, I'd be mad, but I don't care. If you cared about Bennigans, <laughs> you'd move to Cyprus. Or Cyprus. Right. <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the drink special in Cyprus. <laughs> Um, I also, um, breaking news, I would like to announce that I'm moving to Cyprus. So, so you can get your Bennigans. Yes. Cause you need a bunch of crazy crap on the walls. <laughs> I, I need a bunch of bullshit on the walls and I also need, um, their fish and chips. Their, uh, chicken, whatever's they had were pretty good as I recall. Like they're chicken tenders. Yeah, but I think they like called them something else. I don't think they were chicken tenders. O tenders? Chicken O tenders? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Chicken O the sea. Chicken O tenders. I don't recall Bennigan's having a bunch of shit that was just like bullshit Irish names with like O's in front of them. Did did they have that kind of stuff? I think it was just like... Maybe that's O Charlie's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just like, all right, we're like, we're bar food. Get yeah. used to it. It's your friendly neighborhood, Bennigan's, which yeah. apparently in this one case in Pittsburgh, it was literally in a neighborhood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did I? We, we deep fried a sandwich. You want it? <laughs> you put powdered sugar on it, too. You want it? <laughs> we just did it. Enough, here's some raspberry preserves to dip it in, motherfucker. Yeah. Now die. Because, <laughs> you know, who, who fucking knows what food is anymore? <laughs> right. Did I tell you that the Bennigan's that I used to go to had snail races at one point? I'm sorry, what? The 2000s were weird. They had snail like, like on purpose, or it was an on infestation. Purpose, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't an accident, and it wasn't like the snail from Always Sunny. It was watch these, like watch these guys escargot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were plenty of those jokes, okay. but yeah, you could like it... put a dollar on a snail, not physically on a snail, but you could bet a yeah. dollar on a snail and put them on the snail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snail races. Or yeah, wait, come no. on, Papa needs a new shell. Let's go. No, I'm sorry. They weren't snail races. They were hermit crab races. Oh, well, that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, my brain, my brain slipped gears. It was, I was just thinking about the shells, and I was like, no, wait a minute, they were different. <laughs> hmm. uh, no, but yes, hermit crab races. Yeah, more exciting than snail races. But do you th- then just get to eat the winner? <laughs> <laughs> They're hermit crabs. They're like that big. You don't want to eat those. 
well, do then, you? Why do they have them? <laughs> For races, I guess. <laughs> They're uh, racist. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we have another voicemail. Yeah. Well, just real quick, let me just, like, the second movie he mentioned, Dragon Hunt, uh, is a movie that I watched five minutes of and went like, oh, this is something we need to watch. Oh. Uh, and then found out there's a there's a first one, uh, and then was unable to track that down, and then it kind of went on the back burner. But oh. was yeah, it, was it Dragon Track? I mean, assume that happens before no. the hunt. No, okay. no, no. It was the Twin Dragon Encounter was the one that he was talking about. Oh, yeah. So, but I, I all I had was Dragon Hunt, and I was like, this is a thing with terrible people in it who are doing a lot of martial arts. And I was like, that's kind of our, our wheelhouse. <laughs> people who can't act but can kick. So uh, look for that in 2022 when this goddamn thing ends. Uh-huh. Anyway, another voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Birdie here. It's currently 11 o'clock on a Sunday night in Arizona time, which is a weird time for me to call while sober. But I had two things to say. Number one, I got your shirt last week, and it is awesome. I love it. I can't wait to go out in public and show off how awesome it is. And it's so soft. It's unbelievably soft. Everyone should have one. If you have the means, I highly suggest you get one. Uh, number two, choice. I finally saw Sister Act 2 back in the habit. And I'm not sure if it's a running gag about the movie being terrible or, or just the fact that BJ loves it so much. But I have to say that I might love the movie just as much. Uh, it's not good, per se, but there's a lot of really nice moments. Um, you get some uh, young Jennifer Love Hewitt. You get some Lauren Hill. You got... Uh, some really stupid jokes and some really bad white boy rapping and the uh, acrobatics that everyone thought hip hop was all about back in the nineties. So, uh, it's a, I love it. And I don't know if you guys love it or should, but, uh, give it a second or third viewing. Uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, I'll ask you that question later. All right. Thank you. Crash and burn birdie out. I have, we ever said it was bad. I think we've only I think just, it's like, just a joke. joked about the title. Because I mean, yeah. it's kind of like a we wonderful just, like, title. Saying it, well, I mean, yeah. it's like it's Sister Act Two, which like also works for like Act Two, you know. But then also uh-huh. Back in the Habit. I mean, it's just like it's such a yeah. It's a very good it, the yeah. the word the wordplay in the title is is uh-huh. excellent. Um, no, it's good. Um, Kathy Najimy, as always, you know, classic mm-hmm. Kathy Najimy. Um, <laughs> I don't remember us actually trash talking it except for the fact that it's probably like, you know, white people writing a movie that stars a black woman that also is about hip hop and it being kind of cringy because of what white people think hip hop is um, or in the way that white people think hip hop is, is how they think it is. But yeah, the sister acts are good and you should like them if you don't, uh, a pox on you. Yeah, but just, I just feel I'm like the title's, some strong stance. the title's kind of become like Breaking 2. You know, like it's yeah. like Sister Act 2, Back yeah. in the Habit. It's back like, in the Habit. <laughs> it's another like, slap Back it's in the Habit like on a good, any like, other... Yeah, like it's like another kind of good punchline title. Yeah. Inception 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I always think of it like that movie to me is like along with Weekend at Bernie's 2 and another stakeout of just like Ah, we got to do it again. <laughs> we got to get. We got to do the thing again. I don't know why it's so convoluted, but whatever. Everyone's here. So let's do the thing again. 
It's just it's just one of those sequels where it's just like, is this necessary? <laughs> like, did you have an idea or did you just have money? And a want for more money, yes. Yeah. So I got nothing against it. It's just, it's just like, man, you know, it's just Bruce Willis running down a hallway just has the same thing happen. The same guy twice just applies to all these movies. <laughs> just like, how does the same sister act twice <laughs> back in the habit? <laughs> Just when I thought I was out of the habit, they pulled me back in. Uh, to address the other thing, which is how you would dress yourself, the shirts, um, bearsuitstudios.bigcartel.com or go to the website bmfcast.com and click on the button. Um, that is how you get a shirt. Uh, put one on your body because it will look good. And you will and look, feel good. Yeah, and feel good. You will, you will look and feel as good as Birdie. And that is um, that is definitely worth your fifteen bucks or however much we're selling them for right now. Fifteen bucks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Super cheap. Yeah. Get yourself one of those. <laughs> While you're at bmfcast.com, if you want to check out anything else, uh, all of our socials are there, uh, including a link to our Discord and a link to our uh, maybe our Tumblr page that we've never used, or perhaps our Twitter that we use occasionally for trying to sell you a shirt. Um, there's also a link to our Patreon, which is kind of how we fund this whole shebang, um, how we stay in the habit so we don't have to get back in it. Um, but Patreon.com is just like minimum entry of a dollar a month gets you a whole bunch of content. It's pretty good. You'll like it. It's worth your money. Uh, you can give us a whole bunch more a month if you want, but it's you know never required. Just whatever you happen to have in the couch cushions every month, throw it our way. We appreciate it. Um Email us, uh, bmf at bmfcast.com, or you can, uh, like like Birdie and Mike from Pittsburgh did tonight, give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BMFcast hotline, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. And that's it. That's all I got. Cool. Hopefully yeah. we are ending the episode then. I, I think we are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. No, I got one more thing. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. Let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Cast Out. See you next time, motherfuckers. Pickles. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.